Good morning, afternoon, evening, or night, everybody. You've just tuned into The Block with Bryce and Warden, broadcasting live on Frequency 101.7 CIVLFM, going out to the Fraser Valley and surrounding areas from the University of the Fraser Valley's Abbotsford Campus, Student Union Society Building, based on the unceded traditional territory of the Stolo people. Today, it is February 2023, the 20th of that month, actually, and it is the beginning of our reading break here at the University of the Fraser Valley. So I hope you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, kicking it off again now with the latest from Skrillex off of the album In Search of Fire. This is a single that was released a little bit previous to it. It's called Xena, featuring Nai Barguti. Hope you guys enjoy this one, and we're going to keep the music going afterwards as well. This is a pretty wild one here, so I hope you guys enjoy it and give it a good listen. And I will see you guys on the other side of all of these tracks. Here we go.
some of CIVL and other networks' best programming to listen to wherever and whenever you'd like? Then look no further than the Chill Rose Radio Network, available on all major podcasting platforms. Catch episodes of Chill Rose Radio with DJ Darko, the Earshot 20 Countdown, the SUSU Podcast with Stephen and Casey, and of course, the Block with Bryce and Warden, all in one place. New episodes are added weekly, so search for Chill Rose Radio Network on your platform of choice and listen wherever and whenever you would like. 
It's all happening on Chill Rose Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to The Block with Bryce and Warden, broadcasting live on Frequency 101.7 CIVLFM, going out to the Fraser Valley and surrounding areas from the University of the Fraser Valley's Abbotsford Campus, Stunion Society Building, based on the unceded traditional territory of the Stolo people. Just came out of a couple of tracks there back-to-back, kicking it off again with Skrillex off of their latest The Quest for Fire, featuring Nai Barguti, apologies for mispronunciation potentially, with their cut Xena. Now, this was released as a single previous to the record about two weeks in advance the record coming out this past Friday, February 17th. That being said, I must admit, I haven't really kept up with Skrillex for a little bit of time. Coming from first to last, and then going on to his own solo career due to damage to his vocals and other things like that potentially, he began to really become prominent in the electronic music scene, the releases and such, such as Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites, uh, what is it, the Bangarang EP, which was released originally just kind of on YouTube randomly, which was a very surprise drop alongside how he did with Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites, and then his most recent EP release, or full-length release being Recess in 2014, not counting Lucy's singles, other EPs, and the Jack U collaboration with uh, Diplo actually as well in about 2016 or so. So this would be the first kind of project after almost over a decade, or just under a decade, since Recess in 2014. And man, when I tell you, this thing is wall-to-wall incredible. I think, honestly, this might be my record of the year so far. Quest for Fire highlights not only a maturation of the sound that Skrillex has kind of had throughout releases since Recess, including the Leaving EP, which I personally felt was a very interesting kind of, you know, prediction for where his discography and stuff was going to be headed, but at the same time, it also harkens back to where Skrillex had been previously. And I've got a few examples before we get into the track that I picked to play here today. Um, Supersonic, featuring Dylan Brady and other people from 100 Gex and such like that, really harkens to the influence that Skrillex has had upon general popular music as a result of Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites, with high-pitched samples and very high energy and such like that as well. We have a following Xena, we have uh, Hydrate, featuring Flowdown, Beam, and other people on that one as well, which is almost harkening back to where Skrillex was misattributed into kind of dubstep and such, aside from tracks such as the cinema remix that he did for Benny Benassi, but it's really going into that sound of kind of that dubstep sort of sound, but hearkening to UK culture, artists that Skrillex has worked previously as well. You have Ratata featuring Missy Elliott and Mr. Oizel, very reliant on the Mr. Oizel sample, even though I'm not super familiar with their work, but Missy coming over top of it, which is hearkening to Skrillex working with a lot of hip-hop producers and hip-hop artists and such like that later half of his career, and then throughout you have the lighter production and such that is evocative of kind of what was on Jack Yu, almost kind of the anti-drop sort of sound that was present on that one, and the lighter production hearkening over to what was present on Where Are You Now, which is the standout track from that one, but still being hard-hitting as well. And nowhere is this blending of where Sonny has been at the beginning of his career, to the middle of the career, to the production and progression where we are now, present more so than Xena. It's aggressive. 
It's sparse. It's hard hitting. It features, again, Nai Barguti's vocals over top of this one in kind of a short sample played throughout. It blends together so many different styles and such from kind of, you know, Pakistan sort of instrumentation and that kind of Middle Eastern flair where Barguti's coming from, but then combines it with the hard hitting production and that trigger sort of ability that Skrillex has had throughout his entire career. It's fast paced, it's energetic, but it also leaves the listener with a lot to think about and listen to afterwards as well. At its surface level, it's a very enjoyable sort of party track that you could hear when listening to it at like a concert or a party, but at a deeper level, it really leaves you with something to appreciate afterwards and come back to to further dissect. I know I'm just some dude recording in his little home office in a basement suite with people above his head banging around, so maybe my thoughts and stuff aren't really that important, but I do genuinely believe that something like this does not come around that often. I'm not looking at kind of, you know, the Rolling Stone or Pitchfork best lists for music that really resonates with me. I listen and follow my heart. And what I really feel with this one is the type of music that I really appreciate hearing. The first time that I heard this when I spun the record cover to cover, I had to come back to it right away because I was so impressed. I think that this definitely is a step in the right direction for Skrillex. I knew he always had it in him, but it's really interesting seeing this come to light, and I can't wait to see if he pursues this direction further. So that's Xena by Skrillex featuring Nai Barguti. Again, apologies for mispronunciation for her part there. I hope you guys enjoyed that one, and again, please, please, if you do one thing after this program, give a listen to Quest for Fire, cover to cover, released this past Friday. Other highlights that I already brought up on the track list are Rattata featuring Missy Elliott. We have Hydrate with Flodun. I also was really a big fan of Tears also featuring Joker and Sleepnet. That one was really interesting there. And Butterflies featuring Star is an interesting one too. But again, you can't go wrong spinning this one specifically. Xena featuring Nai Barguti. Hope you guys enjoy that one once again. After that, I had a little bit of fun with the next one. It was Affix Twin with their track, Flim. Now, this is off of the EP, Come to Daddy, which also featured the track of the same name. Interesting about this one, actually, as well, is Sonny has cited Flim as being one of, if not his absolute favorite track, and very big of an influence in terms of his EDM career. Now, I remember hearing and reading this interview and stuff, and it actually got me to check out the track, which, you know, definitely very impressive piece of music from Affix Twin, uh, or Richard James. But the thing is, is that a lot of people would listen to something like Bangarang, which, you know, kind of goes into kind of the bro step sort of sound, aside from kind of, you know, notable tracks like I think the one featuring 12th Planet and a couple other ones, but again, very stereotypical of what was the prominent sound at that time to which Sonny was a trailblazer. And a lot of people just thought, oh, well, this doesn't really reconcile, but it made certain people as well, including myself, kind of take a little bit more notice of him and also brought to the forefront of where Sonny might want to go with his direction. That being said, Flim, fantastic track. It kind of features that sparse production and such that I've been kind of hearkening and talking about with kind of Xena and other tracks as well. A little bit lighter instead of relying on kind of an overabundance of bass. This is more of kind of an IDM track, which, you know, as Affix Twin is often kind of a part of, you know, with tracks such as Window Licker, uh, this track here, uh, Avril 14th, which is just a light piano ballad. What's the one I'm thinking of? Alberto Bassam, etc. It's a little bit more kind of that plays with different sounds and such, but this one using more kind of the drum and bass and a little bit of light interpretation of kind of jungle and such, at the same time creating a very ethereal and transcendental sort of experience with the light kind of strings. I know if he was listening to this, he'd probably be just thinking I'm an idiot, kind of describing it in this way, because he takes himself very not super seriously, which is a nice thing to see, uh, but I really enjoyed this track here. 
That being said, at the latter half of the track there, after kind of the first little breakdown, I kicked it over then to a little bit of a different remix of it. It's actually from On Forward. It is the Super Mario 64 remix. Okay, so here's how this works. Basically, back in the day for kind of SNES games, Nintendo 64 games, you know, things that kind of relied on a limited sound chip, they would have only an assortment of kind of sounds that they were able to use. And as such, this is how compositions were created, as opposed to having an entire orchestral suite or production suite and such like that. Ergo, people are able to use these sound fonts and be able to reinterpolate them into popular tracks and work with them certain ways. At its simplest, it just involves using a MIDI file, exporting it into kind of FL Studio, using the pre-described sounds, and being able to create something with it. That's how we get tracks where like the bass is replaced by the Seinfeld bass, etc. Right? But the thing is, is that this artist here, or you know, channel, YouTuber, however you want to think of it, on Forward, is taking it and also adding a little bit of kind of a personal touch to it as well. I initially was tuned on to them because they've done multiple tracks of recreating Affix Twin, but also Radiohead cuts, including Paranoid Android, which is definitely one that I originally heard that I thought really worked super well. Another one then that I was tuned on to was the remix of Alberto Bassam, where they used the chain chomp sound instead of kind of the chair scoochback sound, which is kind of interesting. And finally, I found this one here. And the thing about this one is it kind of takes Flynn's sort of spacious and sparse instrumentation adds a little bit more kind of density to it, you know, because of the reverb and stuff that's placed on top of it in order to create that spacious sound, which has, you know, in my opinion, the opposite effect. But it creates something a little bit different by the process of doing that, where now it's hearkening back a little bit more to nostalgia. Instead of kind of sounding almost alien and, you know, kind of blending a little bit of a childlike sound, but definitely something that we haven't heard before, we can place this. We can place this firmly into the world thanks to the use of the chimes and the bass sound effects that are so evocative of kind of the Nintendo 64 and its landmark title, aside from maybe Ocarina of Time. And it allows us to really pinpoint and place it into a point in time and allows it to kind of harken back to that sense of nostalgia a little bit more compared to something that's a little bit more alien and less understood. Again, if you're looking for more, On Forward, as I'm learning now, actually does have a band camp. So you can support them by also buying the EP In Rainbow Roads, where he took the album In Rainbows from Radiohead and actually uses the Mario 64 sound font alongside the Ocarina of Time sound font for a track there in order to recreate each of the tracks. It's definitely really fantastic, so I hope you guys enjoy that one. But again, that was Flim coming to you first by Affix Twin and then reinterpolated by On Forward, stylized on the number four, W-O-R-D. After that, I took you over to Jesse Lanza and their cut, Anyone Around. Jesse Lanza is a Juno and Polaris Prize-nominated producer, vocalist, and DJ from Hamilton, Ontario. In 2020, she released her third EP, All the Time, which this one is pulled from as the opening cut. And I really enjoyed this one as it's a little bit more kind of eclectic sound and kind of has a little bit more diverse sort of production stuff to it. There's also a companion piece to this one, which is 24-7, released actually at the same time, alongside other cuts from Jesse as well, including a part of the DJ Kicks uh, series, which was released back in 2021 as well. Again, though, if you're looking for more from her, can't go wrong with listening to All the Time, which well, features anyone around which we played, alongside Lickin' Heaven, Like Fire, and Over and Over as well. But again, that's Anyone Around from Jesse Lanza off of the album All the Time. Finally, I took you over to two last cuts from artists that we played quite frequently on the program, so I'm just going to go through them briefly. It's Magdalena Bay with their cut Ghost, one of their earlier 
Adventure Singles. Very fantastic cut with kind of a dark foreboding atmosphere to it. And then finally it's Gorillaz with their cut Silent Running. Latest release from the upcoming album Cracker Island being released actually this Friday, February 24th, 2023. So I'm excited to listen to that one. Features other cuts such as New Gold with Tame Impala and Cracker Island, the self-titled track featuring a Thundercat, which is actually one of my favorite tracks from 2022 as well. But again, that is Silent Running, which Gorillas featuring Adele Omatoyo. And finally, you have been listening to The Block with Bryson Warden. We go live every Monday from 3 until 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 101.7 CIVL-FM. We're also available online by the CIVL.ca website. Just go on over there and click to the Listen section. Listen to the archived broadcast live, including listening to it on the podcast section as well to listen to archived ones as well. You can also listen to us via TuneIn from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time, wherever you may be. Just do tune in, look for 101.7 CIVL-FM. You'll be able to listen there. And if you miss the episode... You can also listen to it archived in full by going on to your podcasting platform of choice. Look up Chill Rose Radio Network and you'll be able to find programs from Chill Rose Radio, including The Block with Bryson Warden, right there for you to listen to whenever and wherever you'd like. But again, the best place to listen to us is live via 101.7 CIVL-FM every Monday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time for The Block with Bryson Warden going out to the Fraser Valley and surrounding areas on 101.7 CIVL-FM. All right, everybody, my cat's in here. Let's see what she wants to listen to. Oh, that's a good cut, Nancy. Let's give it a spin. From my cat herself, here's Moonlight from Phantoms and Sarah Close. Enjoy.
guy walks in and he has the most beautiful eyes. And we're talking and I'm thinking, all I want to be doing with you, I just want to be dancing.
Welcome back everyone to the block with Bryson Warden, broadcasting live on frequency 101.7 CIVLFM, going out to the Fraser Valley and surrounding areas from the University of the Fraser Valley's Abbotsford Campus Student Union Society building, based on the unceded traditional territory of the Stolo people. Just came out of three tracks there back to back to back, kicking it off again with Phantoms and their cut Moonlight. Hope you guys enjoyed that one as a recommendation by Nancy. If you're looking for more from these guys, you can't go wrong with spinning their 2017 record Phantoms, which came out in that year, featuring the track Tried to Be Nice featuring Harley on it as well. Big fan of that one as it has a little bit kind of a fun sort of sound to it. That being said, they've definitely found success with other tracks including Fire Pit, Lay It All On Me, and others off of This Can't Be Everything released back in 2022. But again, that was Moonlight coming to you from Phantoms. After that then, I kicked it on over to Luna Lee with their cut Alone But Not Lonely, Toronto-based artist off of the 88 Rising sort of group as well, a part of that collective kind of tangentially and stuff. They released this one as a part of their release in 2022, Duality, which features other tracks there, including what we can see here of Afterglow, Miserly, My, Misery Moon, apologies, and others as well. They've also released a few kind of loose cuts and instrumental cuts, including the seminal 2516 or 2516 off of the Jams EP in 2021, checks that received a sequel this past year, 2022. So definitely one to keep an eye out for there. Again, that's Luna Lee with their cut alone, but not Lonely, released off of Duality in 2022. Then I took you over to Vanishing Girl with Simply Stated. This is off of a collaborative effort alongside featuring Rosemary Fairweather. Now, unfortunately, there's not a lot for Vanishing Girl, as they've received kind of seminal success thanks to, I think, more so the vocals of Rosemary on this one, but the production is also simply fantastic. That being said, we have some information about Rosemary. Both of these artists are descending from Canada, with Toronto also spawning Rosemary as well. She's a 25 five-year-old dream alt-pop artist whose work has already been receiving support from the likes of Zane Lowe on Beats 1, The Fader, Stereo Gum, Hype Machine Team, Indie Shuffle, The Line of Best Fit, and The 405, among many more as well. Some tracks and stuff that she's known for is the aforementioned Washing Machine. She's also been a part of Chemicals and MTV off of her 2016 release Heavenly, which also features another track called Moonlight. Interesting connection there. And this one that was released back in 2022 at the close of that year in November. So again, that's Vanishing Girl and Rosemary Fairweather coming together after their collaboration Washing Machine earlier. It's their cut Simply Stated, released last year. And with all that said, everyone, now that we are at the close of our broadcast, we're going to take it over to a final track for today. And this being February Black History Month, we've been honoring artists that are of African-American or African descent, highlighting the impact that these people have made upon popular culture, including specifically towards music. And specifically, we're going to take it now into a little bit more of the future compared to the past, which we've done with the past two. We're going to take it on over to Beyonce and her cut Virgo's Groove off of Renaissance release last year. One the Grammy for Best Dance Album, but did not win, unfortunately, for Best Album. To be fair, there were albums that I thought uh, should have been nominated and such like that that weren't listed, so I'm not going to toss my hat into that ring, but I really think that deserved a little bit more acclaim than it had gotten, aside from kind of the critical side, that, you know, topping multiple best lists and stuff. That being said, really big fan of this track. I am going to do a content disclaimer, because I didn't do that last time. Uh, and I listened to the episode back and was very much uh, kind of sitting in my seat like maybe I should have done that. So content disclaimer does get a little bit uh, passionate is all I'm going to say. Hope you guys enjoy this one and I will see you guys next week for the final episode of our show for February 2023. That'll be on the 27th, the day before the 28th. Hope you guys enjoy this one and I will see you guys next week. Have a great day, everybody, and goodbye. Goodbye.